0: Hey there, this is Katie Brinkley, and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. This podcast is all about helping Colorado-based small business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals discover the strategies and systems that take their marketing to all new heights. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, welcome back, everyone. I am so excited for my guest today, Ryan Bramwell. Ryan and I go way back, and it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Now, 13 years ago, Ryan founded Spilt, a first-of-its-kind motion design and animation studio here in Denver. Since then, the company has grown to an industry-leading creative content and branding agency with clients including CNN, HBO, ESPN, Ford, Denver Mattress, just to name a few. Offering a wide range of skill sets including high-end 3D, illustration, character, storytelling, production, and sweet visuals for broadcast and digital media. Spilt commonly works directly with brands, advertising agencies, and broadcast channels to solve creative challenges in entertainment, marketing, and advertising. Ryan is an avid outdoorsman, father, husband, snowboarder artist, and tinkerer that recently is driving his mantra of living where you want to live without limiting your work further. He recently relocated to Steamboat Springs to further his passions for art and the outdoors to fill his creative soul. While running his company remotely, and has seen the system come to flourish with the current events that are affecting us all. Ryan, welcome to the show. It is great to have you on today. I cannot wait to hear your story of entrepreneurship.
1: Hi, Katie. How are you? <laughs> I'm a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so excited that you uh, were able to make time for this and uh, agreed to come on. Let's start back at the beginning. Tell us where you grew up and what your life was like growing up and how that eventually impacted your career and professional journey.
1: Well, how far would you like me to go back?
0: Start at the beginning. Uh, I know that you are from uh, Colorado too, um, another native. So let's, let's start there where you grew up, went to high school and got your degree and everything
1: yeah i'm as native as you can be without being native i think we moved here when i was two and i don't remember anything else so um i grew up towards the south end of denver in a smaller town like parker franktown area uh and grew up into that area um i went to high school actually down uh, at ponderosa and graduated around 98 i then went on to um the Art Institute Colorado in downtown Denver. Um, however, in high school, my biggest class was commercial art. It was always um, the idea of drawing uh, multiple different styles. I love logo designs. Um, and the smaller little projects um, really fed my ADD as opposed to a larger portrait. Um, so that carried over into Art Institute where I uh, went into uh, multimedia arts and animation. Um, And back then in high school, I think it was Adobe 2.5. And luckily, before high school and junior high, I was on Adobe 1 when it was on the little black and white screens. So for some reason, Photoshop specifically has luckily been in my life since the start of Photoshop. And I've just always loved the idea of um, computers affecting and creating our art. And um, it's grown from there um, into college. The multimedia arts was actually a, uh, even 3D was just coming out then. And um, it was a software called 3D Max, and that was in its infancy as well. And I think right in high school movies, like the very first Shrek was being made. So there was a, it was a really cool explosion of both 3D uh, and uh, what we now call is, like motion
0: design. Awesome. Um, can you take us a little bit through your career journey uh, where you started out and the different professional stops along the way?
1: Yeah. So I went to school and luckily, um, I just loved, I just loved this idea. I found motion design, this industry called motion design, um, which is essentially commercial art. Uh, it's a, it's a branch of advertising and marketing. Um, but it's basically, I like to say it's everything that's not shot with a camera advertisement so anything animated anything designed so it could range from anything from commercials to sports graphics to film titles but um i just loved it and when i graduated my first job was actually um video was just becoming like a viable element online like online could actually hold the data or the compression algorithms for video were just getting good so I had, it was an amazing first job, but also the most boring first job. I was basically doing video job classifieds for, I think we did 15 or 16 different newspapers uh, nationally. And it was essentially, if you go to a newspaper and say, I'm looking for a job, there'd be like, watch a video. Um, And what we did is we just cut stock footage all day and copy and pasted basically what was in the job classified sections onto, you know, stock footage of people welding or, uh, maintenance and i did that for about a year and it wasn't creatively fulfilling enough um, i then ended up um, luckily found a really cool job in a company out in boulder where i learned broadcast design um, which is essentially designing the look the brand and fill them of an, of an entire tv network um, and that was pretty rewarding i learned all the parts and pieces to uh, graphics packaging i uh, stayed there for a few years and then i um, you know, growing up in Colorado, you kind of take things for granted, so I, uh, I was out. And in about two and a half, three weeks, I found myself in New York working at a small vendor, uh, working with their um, graphics department, actually building their graphics department. And we were lucky to work with some companies like HBO and Cinemax and Nickelodeon um, to do a lot of commercials for their new shows out or to showcase new movies. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, I then missed Colorado and uh, moved back um, and started my freelance career. Um, And I freelanced on both of the coastal cities, New York and L.A., and ended up doing a lot of commutes for about two years between here and uh, L.A., um, funny story. Some of the clients there um, that were in the heyday is I would work with uh, Hugh Hefner on some of his Playboy TV channels. Uh, I also worked on some more HBO and Cinemax um, type image campaigns to show the movies um, and a lot of direct brand like commercials. Uh, about that time, this would be 2005-2006. Motion design was really taking off as like a viable form of advertisement. Um, And I think because, like, people saw that it was very different than just shooting a commercial, and you could also save a lot of costs. Um, But my freelance career just got busier and busier, and I worked with a few people, and we built, built, um, kind of out of necessity. We just got busier and busier, and uh, we ended up incorporating in January
0: 2006. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that... You started from from freelancing, and we able to just continue growing. Uh, and I, you know, get, tell us a little bit about Spilt Now and how big it is, and uh, all the different services that you're able to offer, and kind of how you make your company work.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so since 2006, when we started, it was two artists, me and myself, and then we got on an executive producer, which is basically somebody to wrangle us, create crazy creatives. <laughs> Uh, Or a project manager, a lot of companies call them. Um, And that really kind of made us legit. Um, And we just, we grinded it for the first like three or four years. Um, So we just found whatever we could find for projects. Um, Tried to use our uh, broadcast network uh, connections to get work, but it was still very difficult. Um, Because when you transition from freelance to companies, some of those clients that you have, now become your competitors, um, so it's it's very challenging to navigate. You know, still being able to collaborate with your vendors and then also try to find new clients. Um, we only did animation and design. Um, that's all we were really need, asking or asked to do. Um, as time went on, we we started get busier and busier, and just really grinding and calling people and a lot of outbound sales. Uh, because we're primarily business to business Um, we've grown since then Um, a short glimpse is over where we are 13 years Uh, almost yeah 13 and a half Um, we now have 11 employees 11 people Um, they're all animators we also within that we have two producers project managers and a senior editor so with that our capabilities have grown from just animation to uh, editorial and post-production, color cleanup. Um, we don't do audio, but we have amazing partners for audio that we're just like, we're never going to be this good. So we, we love them. Um, and our, we also do a lot of script writing, uh, creative concept development, um, execution on strategies, which is important right now. It's like if if we have a live action and we need to convert it, like what are we going to do? What's a good style? How long will it take? Um, We also do, um, and then a lot of, uh, once we create this content in animation, a lot of executional delivery to all social digital uh, platforms. Uh, And then we also partner with a lot of people for interactive. Um, I think the only thing we don't do is websites and like the higher end, like uh, advertising strategy, but anything to create the content we, we love to do.
0: Awesome. I mean, so I know that you uh, recently relocated to Steamboat Springs, uh, which is for people that are not listening that aren't familiar with Steamboat. It's about three and a half hours uh, away from Denver uh, on a bad traffic day. But how have you found that uh, commute to be and we're, uh, remor- you know, working remotely now and, uh, you know, kind of taking uh, everything online?
1: Well, yeah, the- that's that's a good question, because I know you know the drive the steamboat. <laughs> um, you know, Nat, this is a real difficult question. Some we're trying to communicate. Um, naturally, us being in Denver and our work clientele um, has been primarily big TV networks or big agencies. So when you think of that, you think of Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, a little bit of Minneapolis. And um and also northern california so we've had we're not in those areas so we've naturally had to be very adaptable from the beginning very scrappy very streamlined and because we're either flying or we're using people from both coasts um our entire system has naturally been built for remote work um, and so when we had to do this change, we found a lot of the systems that we use 10 to 20% of the time are now being used 110% of the time. And um, a lot of the technical glitches have been worked out. So um, the, we've been really fortunate, and I just think right time, right place, that we did that back then, um, and we're adding on to it now. Um, I think with me moving to Steamboat, which is three and a half hours away from Denver, it is no more different. If anything, I'm just like pushing the boundaries a little bit, at least my perception of the boundaries. Um, One of my sales things when I go to California is, hey, I'm only a two-hour flight and you're stuck in traffic for two hours. So I think location is, it's uh, a lot of perspective. And I think for us with technology, uh, we can be location neutral um, as far as creativity and idea generation um, and design. I think execution, um, the big hardware requirements that we need uh, for higher-end 3D, that's still good to have control over and have like a physical structure. Um, but if we can set that up to have it to be accessed via remote means in a very secure in private way then you kind of will get the the blend of both worlds there um if that makes sense um so for me um because i've owned the company for so long and my hats always change have been changing um in my roles i don't think there's been a massive change other than you know more zoom meetings um i think there's been a higher degree of communication um with Um, our team just to make sure because we're not face-to-face just to make sure we're not missing anything. Um, But more importantly, I think it's just really checking in on people on a personal level on our team Um, and just, you know, seeing how they're doing, how they're feeling, making sure we're keeping up routines, uh, making sure the mental health of the company is just as important as the creative health. Um, The biggest challenge I see in working from home on the creative sector is you know, we'll get up early in the morning and check emails. And then next thing you know, it'll be midnight. And because we don't have that drive to work anymore. Um, so we have to double check ourselves to make sure we're taking care of ourselves first.
0: And, um, you know, you, you bring yeah. up a good point. You said uh, that you have over the years, you've been wearing a variety of hats as, uh, you know, person animator, freelance animator to, you know, now doing sales and running the company and hiring, you know, tell us a little bit about how you're able to juggle that and how uh, you made that transition.
1: It, it sounds cliche, but it's a, it's so true. You hire people that are better than you. Like you, you, you have to take away the ego. You have to hire people that are smarter than you that can do your those jobs better than you are, because at the end of the day, these people are going to be the ones to. Uh, inform you on the larger decisions so I couldn't do any of this without the team that I have and and also without the support of the team uh, that I have now when I first went remote to Steamboat there was a little apprehension but you know now four four weeks into this it's kind of the norm um, and and again it changes people's perceptions uh, pretty pretty easily so that's it's it's all the team on that and i'm lucky enough to uh, work with people and i cannot take credit for going out and picking people and having that like uh, i've been lucky enough that serendipitously these people my team members have come into my life and have chosen to you know work under this larger umbrella that we call Spilt, this family that we have you
0: know and uh again so i guess uh as I was saying before, with wearing the many hats and and being more of the the business owner, you know, and writing paychecks and doing taxes and all that, where have you uh, learned a lot of these skills along the way uh, through a lot of networking? And uh, did you have a mentor?
1: You know, that's I did not have a mentor. Um, I I had mentors with my production on the business end, um, and it's something that I was starving for the first six, seven years in the business. And then after that, I did start to have mentors, uh, uh, multiple different business groups. Um, There was a focus in my company, uh, where I use this analogy called Joe's Garage, where my business is no different than Joe the mechanic, Um, where you you transition from doing everything or trying to do everything, and realizing that doing everything isn't freeing you up for the next project. So I think every company will get to that, that plateau that doing everything, is, it, it's, it's actually becoming less effective for you in growing your business. And that threshold, a lot of people will say it's the difference of working within your business and working on your business. Um, so some of, the, some of the mentors I've had have helped me through basically everything financial, a complete rework of financial, project management, organization. Um, And then the mentors I've had on the creative cycle is being in the creative industry. We all have a ton of heroes and it's a very open industry. So we talk to them all the time. How'd you do this? How'd you apply this? And that's been a natural, you know, amazing kind of course throughout the 13 years, a lot of friendships.
0: (laughs) If you could go back and change or do anything differently in your journey to where you are now, what would you change? If anything?
1: Hmm, That's a very good question. Um, I think like for me now, like we, we moved in four years ago to a very big office space and like and it was really great work for a while, but the industry fluctuates. Uh we moved in there out of necessity because we were so packed in like rats at our last one, but it was almost too big. And it's always hindsight 2020. It's like maybe instead of a bigger office, maybe there's a blend between Re looking at the way we do business, maybe is we keep the same office and more people are remote. Um, those sort of things we don't know, um, unfortunately. But I think that would be one thing. I, I think um, I think other than that, there's not much. I mean, we we purposely made it more challenging on ourselves to start this type of company in Denver, uh, and being able to live where we live and still work on these great projects is like for me my most personal pride and joy you know
0: absolutely because most of the time when people think of you know motion graphics and and some of the work that you're doing they think la new york you know and Mm -hmm. i I definitely think that having a location you know right smack in the middle of the us is is great for uh you know and with denver booming absolutely
1: (laughs) yeah and it is great and i should say that you know since that 13 years Denver's seen an amazing research, like just a huge building of like my industry. There's probably five, six, seven really good motion design studios out there. There's more advertising agencies. There's a ton of technology and new business, new venture companies out in Colorado, and they all need ways to communicate. Uh, so just seeing Denver grow, we're no longer like this cow town. Like, I really see this as like a higher tech, um, you know, city with a ton of awesome creative talent in this industry in our local industry it's amazing
0: what does your model look like for finding engaging and selling to your clients and customers these days what type of marketing have you found that works
1: so we do a lot of word of mouth um, a lot of our clients um, will move from place to place but um, our marketing that we do online is usually um, either through our social channels um, kind of for artists and creative, we'll use like um, probably mostly Facebook and Instagram and a little bit of Twitter. But for more business, uh, it's going to be more of the LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, Twitter's kind of that weird in the middle for us. <laughs> um, and then we also have like, uh, you know, there's sites like Behance or Adobe's sites that we put our work on. Um, those are just kind of our portfolio. Here's our creative. Um, now we also do uh, pretty specific decks that are specifically like, curated towards new clients. So we want to do research to who our target is and our client. For example, if I want to work at, um, I don't know, what's big out here, VF Corp. You know, <laughs> like we want to do a lot of research on who's there and what they're who they're working with. So that if we're going to approach them, that we're coming to them smart, you know, very smartly. Um, We try in that, you know, kind of in that realm, we're trying to listen first, or at least do our research first to see what the industry is dealing with, um, you know, what their challenges are. Um, And I think apart from that, um, because we don't market towards the general, Public, uh, we don't do any like traditional marketing ad campaigns. Um, just for us per- personally, it's um, challenging to target um, those, and those that we target um, are in our industry anyway, so um, they don't need to see any advertisement for that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. What's I would say? What's uh, what's one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received? How has it impacted? Two pieces. Your
1: Uh, Two pieces. And I think it's like our, I I don't want to say it's our motto. It's just—it's who we are. It's like kind of in our soul. It's one is be authentic. Like if you have a good product or a good story and you fully believe in yourself, then like, just say that you don't need the sales aspect. The, The authenticity will come out and it's the strongest sales tool you'll ever have. And two, don't promise something that you can't do. Um, And I guess on the product side, that would be also don't promise quality that you don't have. Um, Always try to like overachieve or over deliver um, because that like customer service aspect where they're wowed and you're taking that extra step, that key word of mouth is going to be your single driving force to like growing your business.
0: Is there anything that I didn't ask you about during today's discussion that you think is important to share?
1: I think, I guess I can just speak a little bit of like the current surroundings that's going on right now. I was in an industry event and I think it, you know, one of those virtual industry meetings, I think it applies to every company, uh, no matter product or service or technology. And it's when you're reaching out, it's, it's trying to connect with people more on a personal level. Um, we're finding ourselves, you know, seeing each other's living rooms and offices uh, for the first time. So that kind of curtain that we have of Um, I work at this professional office has been eliminated for absolutely everybody. Uh, We're all on the same playing field. We're all together on a much more connected um, and and personal level. And so I would just say with that, um, we should all reach out first, listen to what other people are maybe struggling with or challenging with, challenged with first. And learn as much as we can first, and then kind of, you know, suck that in and see how you can help solve their problems uh, in a way. Um, I think that's more appreciated because in this time, we don't know, you know, what we're all dealing with and what our clients, if their clients might be worried about, you know, jobs themselves and let alone creative. So,
0: absolutely. um,
1: Just, I guess it's being human first.
0: Yeah, and I think that, uh, like you said, we're, we're all in this together. So everyone's kind of used to seeing uh, each other's living rooms and kids walk in on them and everything else.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess the other question I have is, is for you, because this is such an amazing podcast. How are you finding, how are you finding uh, this level of personal communication?
0: it's you know it's been great actually for me i'm I'm getting to talk to to more people because you know I work remotely and um it's solopreneur, so it's been uh great to see more people being willing to pick up the phone or do a zoom meeting and uh or do it come on the podcast and uh it's you know it, i feel like we're all kind of in this boat together, and I think that it's definitely uh we're all further apart, but we're more connected now. If that makes sense,
1: that's a that's a really great way to say it. And I love what you said, like the solopreneur. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>,
0: solopreneur.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I love it. You're right. Like we all feel kind of alone, even as business owners. But to your point, like we can really like connect at different levels. I hope that when all this is kind of eased off, that we retain some of what we're kind of forcefully evolving and some of that, you know, asking people about their well-being first, like being more open to connect virtually face to face. I mean, I think as small business owners, for both of us, it just it it helps. It makes us, you know, feel closer to this baby passion project that is a company we're working on.
0: Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, this has been such a great conversation. Uh, Where can we send our listeners to learn more about you and your business online?
1: So you can just look at us at spilt.com. It's S-P as in Paul, I-L-L-T.com. So it's two L's. Um, And then we're also on all the social medias, but you can find that all on our website.
0: All right. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you again for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you, Betty. Have a good one
0: so much for listening to this episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. As always, I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website at www.nextstepsocialcommunications.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just look for Katie Brinkley. Let's keep taking your marketing to new heights.